Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. This is episode 92. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, And this is Mike Hill. He is our lead pastor. And in the middle, we have two guests today. We have the Grovers, so Elizabeth and Robert Grover. Wow, that's cool. The Grovers. The Grovers. I yeah. introduced them in the text. No, I thought maybe you forgot their names. No. Because you know, no. that would be something I would do. I'd be like, I don't know your name, so... What's up, Grovers? <laughs> no, I remember that's my worst fear to forget people's names. Huh? That's my worst fear. No, I know. Even that's why I, I thought you names? did. I oh, thought no, you no, for- no. I thought you forgot the They're names. They're the Grovers. Huh? The Grovers. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, was this special it. delivery? <gasps> oh, it might be. Oh, I mean, special oh, delivery? Oh, oh. Who is that? Oh, my gosh. Second time in a row. <laughs> Listen. Wow. This time I have something for everyone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yay. So this is, if you're listening, this is Tammy, the the most awesome. Oh, you got a Spartacus. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Tammy, say hi to the camera. Hey, you know who has my lunch bag? Hadley. She's got her doll babies in it. Yeah, her doll babies are in there. That's good. Tammy's the best. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. Yeah. Thank you. I got triple osmosis water, but you're all jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you guys, tell us a little bit about you guys. What do you love to do? What's going on in your life? Yeah, just tell us some passions you have, maybe. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've been married for two years, going on two years. Okay. When is your... September. September. Yes. Yeah, okay. so Did you know? She was really? the one I was yeah. banking on. So now that <laughs> yeah. she's stumbling on it, I'm yeah. not 100% certain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just like glad she got uh, it. He'll out. never yeah. forget yeah. the day, though. Uh, no, so. never. You don't no. forget the day? No, it's 9 11. 9 11. Yeah. Yeah. It was by accident, but. Hey, that is my dog's gotcha day. And yeah. the first time I met Roman was 9 11. <laughs> no, so that's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great day. It was when thousands of Americans were killed by the towel heads. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thousands of I Americans. I, I, I was a I met Roman on that day. It was so, it's such a good day. Well, they got married on that day, so yeah. okay. can't we make a good thing bad? Right. Well, or we, a bad thing we good? don't really have a memory. We still have time of, to figure you it out. You don't have a memory of 9 11? No, I was one. <gasps> you were? Yeah, because it was in 2001. That's right, because you both yeah. are 22. Yeah. Hey, do they teach 9 yeah. 11 in high school? I don't know about high school nowadays, but. I dropped out. So. <laughs> Not certain. Great answer. I graduated about six years ago. Okay. So, do they teach it in a, elementary school or anything? Like, they talk, it in history they talk about it. Yes, yeah, Lexi did yeah. a whole thing on 9 11. Really? In her for first graders. Oh, you that's know, so be, weird. Yeah, they talk she just about it. Wanted but. to make sure you don't forget. Yeah. I mean, that was a monumental Where were moment you in American history. Huh? Where were you at? Do you remember? Working at Zerker Tire, standing at the desks when I took over. Uh, being service manager there instead of a mechanic. And I'm looking up there and all, they always have the news, yeah. you know, in the waiting area. And a guy says, some small plane flew into something. That's how it all started. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but then we've been to the 9-11 museum and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, oh, the, that's the, fun. just the concept fun. of the, how it changed American history, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and still to this day has a huge impact but I think it's weird because a lot of times we forget history. Yeah. And then yeah. we repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's easily you know I mean? repeated. Yeah. Like yeah. we forget it and then we just repeat it. Uh-huh. You know, if you don't remember it. Yep. Anyway, off the subject. Yes. <laughs> you were married two years ago on 9-11. Yes. yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Okay. What else about you guys? What do you love to do? What are you passionate about? 
Well, uh, and you can say video games. Well, yeah, you know, I enjoy <laughs> video games. I wouldn't say it's my life. Most of my most of my like time, at least at work, is working. And then, and where do you work? Uh, Phil Wright. Okay, it's a it's a pump manufacturing company. Okay. So most of my time is spent there, but like at the same time throughout the day, I, I have my YouTube app open and I listen to sermons. <laughs> oh, I and... thought you were going to say you're playing video games. <laughs> no, no. Hopefully nobody from Phil Wright's listening. <laughs> no, no. No. Um, Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. No, most of the time I'm listening to sermons and uh, like deep theology of Christianity and other religions and then like. I really enjoy debates. Like the the debates on YouTube are pretty, Versus pretty good. Let's have a debate. No, I'm good. I'm no. Did you hear the most recent debate? No. It was about public schools and Christian schools. It was with mm-hmm. Jen Wilkerson, I think. I can't remember her last name. And then somebody else. They were debating against it. Okay. No, like that's it was, all I got. Yeah. So, it. what's something that you like to watch? A big subject of debate. You're like. Yeah, come on, let's get spicy with it. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, um, like one of the more recent ones I yes. watched, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite subject matter, but um, the the idea. Well, obviously these are all minor issues, but there's two things technically. So the Catholic Church is like a really big one that I like to heavily look into because my mother and now and apparently my dad and everybody is officially Catholic. Hmm. And which my mom has been Catholic my entire life and tried raising me in it, but it's not, you know, mm-hmm. sunshine and rainbows or nothing. So, you know, uh, yeah. And then um, uh, the other thing is is whether or not the earth is young or old. What? Okay. You've never heard that no. before? No. Young Yeah, okay. So, like, young the young what? earth theory is... <laughs> Everything that the Bible has dictated is the distance of time that the earth has, like, been alive or whatever, right? Okay. So from Genesis all the way to now is the timeline of us. Okay. Or you believe that there was millions of billions and trillions of years, and God created the earth all the way back then, and then progressively strung all these details across and only left the really important ones. As you can tell, obviously, I'm very one-sided on it, but, you know. Which side? uh, Young Earth. Because, like, I mean, from a. Why wouldn't that be in the Bible? Why are. Like, because it doesn't say, you know. Well, then again, there's a lot of things it doesn't say, but it specifically doesn't just say, like, yeah, the Earth's, you know, 42 million years old. And that's why this person could live for a really long time, and this person now only lives till 50, you know. Or whatever, um, like it, it's just, there's, cause it's like science versus yeah. creation. And so that's the big back and forth between the two is, is whether or not science is right or, cause there's Christian science, which believes in the, you know, it's really long, but, but like the, the bits are just pulled out and thrown into the Bible. But like, I don't know. I can't, I can't see it being billions of years old and God's yeah. still cool with everything being the way it is now, you know, like you should have been back, you know, a couple billion years ago when everything was the way it was or even like now, you know, but. Wow. That's really confusing. Yeah. So do you, do you get into any of the like debates that are current? Like yeah. certain situations that are happening currently? That oh, currently. Um, well, no, I mean, again, not that that's, you are or aren't. I was just curious if there are certain current events that 
Well, there's like a lot of political stuff that Ooh. I'll get sucked into, like, like super what? easy. Because there's like a whole algorithm, right? And like, yeah. it doesn't matter what you watch. They'll just feed little like nuggets of weird stuff in there occasionally. <laughs> and you just get sucked into it. And then you're devoting a couple hours yeah. to it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I guess like current issue wise was like the, the Roe v. Wade stuff, like how it was overturned. That was a big thing, which I know wasn't like yesterday but that was like a pretty big debate point and then yeah i don't really know no that's okay <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was just curious like what intrigues you you know when it gets to these like man I, i'm passionate about so, this and i'm gonna like i'm gonna look everything up because i want to be ready to debate yeah so the reason i do it is because like i want to I, it, for whatever reason in my head, it helps me get closer to God because, like, it gives me multiple viewpoints on everything. And then I can, like, because, you know, the Bible's true, like, I can just take what it says and I can know whether or not that person's telling the truth or lying. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It just makes me dig a lot more into into my relationship with God. And, and he I, just likes to debate. That too. <laughs> yeah, so you want to have a debate? <laughs> Yeah, he's like dying to have Like I said, we don't have to. <laughs> we can try. But I'm what, do you gonna... th- what do you think the Bible says about people being late? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, no. This is a major, minor issue. No, I'm just saying, like, does that fit anywhere in, like, the theological places that you've been digging on? Well, I mean, you like, know. God's pretty on time with, with most of the things he says he's going to do. So, <laughs> I guess I should strive to be more on time. <laughs> no, I again, let's go back. Maybe this was okay. a bigger question. Does God want his people to be disciplined? And so, in discipline, it would be, yeah, to be a schedule on time, you know, during certain yep. things. Or is it just a personality thing? Some people are disciplined. Some people aren't disciplined. I think that... So that's it's hard to say yay or nay because, okay. like, God gives us the freedom to choose, but also he gives us a lot of suggestions along the way to kind of narrow us down to a fine point, whether we actually, you know, go that extra distance and get down to that point. You know, it's each their own or whatever, but, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess he wants us to be disciplined, so I have been striving to be more disciplined, even though it's very difficult to— no, this isn't, and even this isn't a push on you. No, no I'm not saying, not saying. No. Listen, Listen, we can be late because God also wants you. <laughs> God also wants you to not have your time like you know so scheduled where you are missing the moments where, right. where I'm late and then I run into somebody. I hit somebody with my car and then Jesus. Okay, okay. that's completely but, different. But that, it also it has to do with what you're doing with that time that you're running late for. Right. I think it's also important. That's true. Because if it's video games um <laughs> please elaborate <laughs> okay yes the day before yesterday mm. yeah yeah yes mm. he was late to work because i told him he was going to By be like five minutes yep but which is still late. <laughs> and i told him that in order to get there on time he had to leave at this time he, he decided to leave <laughs> yes i knew yeah. The point of the matter she, is, you didn't she listen. She said a lot more than that. She did. She did. I can guarantee it. A lot of names. Oh. A lot of orders. 
Yeah. <laughs> Never. Yeah. <laughs> well, make sure you ask your boss how many points you got, so that way I know how many more times you can be. Well, late. wait a second. So keep that thought. Yeah. Keep that thought because I want to talk about that subject for just a second. But Jenny, I want to go back to what you're saying. So you're saying that God is completely okay with disorder. I'm not saying that's disorder. I'm saying being it's, late's not disorder. Well, yes. Well, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, like, I mean, okay, not okay. like, I don't know. I'm just saying to allow time to where you are not so scheduled to be somewhere where you're leaving no time that if somebody stopped, I'm not making any sense. Never no, mind. no, no. Again, don't take yeah. this as a, no, because I know. it's a very interesting subject for me because I, obviously for me, I think anybody that's late is selfish. Right. You know, and I, and again, I don't I, it's not a, huh? I don't think that way. Right. Because you don't care that everybody else is sitting there waiting on you. No, that's actually the complete opposite. No, because if you did care, you'd no, be on time. No, no. Okay. No, I literally, no, I, that's not the case at all. I actually care like way more about the person that is waiting me on me. Like when I'm in the car, when we just had this conversation before, asked him if he was an anxious late person or not. Like I'm sitting there. Doing it to myself, like I'm driving and I'm thinking about everybody right, that's but, waiting but for let's me. Let's be honest. Okay. But I don't mean to do it. No, you do mean to no, do I it. No, I do not. No, you do. I get distracted. I my, I don't have an idea of time. Hmm? So five minutes is like 20 minutes to me. So if I think it's going to take me five minutes to do something, mm -hmm. it ends up taking like 20, 25, 30, mm -hmm. who knows, an hour. And again, don't take that bad. I mean, when I say selfish, I'm not like pointing or like jabbing people. I'm just saying, again, I think it can go both ways. I think for somebody that's super scheduled and gives no time for margin and no time for fun and no time or no opportunities to do some of those things is wrong. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there, there can't be this whole idea of disorder and whenever it works, right? But it's not like that. It's huh? not like just whenever it works. I'm not doing my life and not thinking about anybody else. No, but I'm. But again, I without elaborating the point, we all have illness. a good idea. Like we all have a pretty good idea over time. Like I would mm -hmm. get this concept. Like over time, you might think something takes 20 minutes and mm -hmm. it took you 30, but. Okay, you've done it now ten times. No, that's and not so, how. No, like, that is not how the ADHD brain works. Okay. 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 Like I don't know what it. Is. It can happen over and over and over, but every single time I think that it takes a different time. Okay, so then if you were an employer and you were employing Robert, oh, I already know. You know what? I don't like people to be late either. <laughs> <laughs> I because when I was managing the cafe, like that is not appreciated, but. I get it. Like, I get it. No, I know. So should we make exceptions for the ADHD brain yes. and just say, as long as you can give me a card, just show up whenever. <laughs> no, but within like, I would say within like the five minute range. Okay. So they could be like 502 or 503 or 504. I wouldn't have been late in the last right. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So. Like we can get there on time. It's just going to be like five minutes late, possibly, or two or one. Okay. So keep that in mind. Now let's go back to the whole Proverbs scripture that we oh, talked yes. about. Okay. <laughs> so in Proverbs, because this was a question after I brought it up. So like the nagging drippy faucet wife, and you just want to go up into the, <laughs> you want to go to the desert and die, you know, or you want to go on the top of the roof 
and just get away from them because they're always nagging you. So that's what you got. Essentially what you're saying as you were like, elaborate a little bit more or you said a few more. So now what's the balance? Because this was asked after the message. What's the balance of somebody that's helping you try to get better And what's the balance of you're nagging me? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the difference between a drippy, naggy faucet, you know, wife and somebody that's helping you try to get better? Like, what is the difference? And I'm interested. I'm not saying we know exactly, but what would you think the difference would be? You can go first. I got a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think it it goes down to how many times you say it. Mm -hmm. Because I do remind him the same thing over and over again. About every five minutes. So you think yeah. you were nagging? <laughs> oh, yeah. So you are a drippy Oh, I, yeah, I am a drippy self. He <laughs> reminds me by going drip. Since we got married. Yeah, since we got married. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I regretted asking him to go to church with me because. Yeah, I got he, hooked on it. And he got, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he started reading my life into to it, it in a way. Okay. Okay. The dripping faucets. Yeah. Yeah. Just you. So what do you think, Robert, with that? All right. So (sighs) let's see. How (laughs) would you restate the question? Yeah. So again, what is the difference? Because I do think that there is this level of, I want to help Jenny be better. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to remind her that it's selfish to be late. So then when does it become, okay, Stop being the drippy faucet. Stop reminding me all the time. Stop telling me all that. I know. Stop Stop doing it. What's the balance? So what would be helpful? So if you could say to Elizabeth, right, yes. what would be something that would be helpful and not a drippy faucet? Because you do want her to make you a better man. Yes. Yeah, right? I so do. What, yeah. So what is the balance? Okay. So for me personally, what I think <laughs> should be done is, okay, so you've told me 14 times, right? Mm -hmm. And like the first couple times you got to, okay, I'm sorry, I'm going to work on it. I promise we'll get better. Just give me time. That's what you're saying? Yes, you get that. That should be your indicator that, okay, I've gotten through to him a little bit. Like I've planted a seed. It's not a big one, but it might turn into something. So I'll give him a couple months, okay? Now, if these months go by and nothing has changed, occasionally just... Hey, you know, you need to be better. Let's let's get better. Not, you know, oh, you're just such a horrible person that never does anything I want. And I swear, you know. Okay, there's no. I, I grew up in a house with six other girls. Mm-hmm. So everything, even nowadays, that you have to say, you just say it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I, I grew up. <laughs> I agree. But when you say it, so yeah. many times it goes to a point where like I'm listening to you and I can retain the information and I care a little bit to where now it's like, okay, you've told me 30,000 times and now I'm going to start doing it out of spite. Just really? Because, That's uh, a man for you? Well, just <laughs> Not like I'm, right. just, I'm not a man. I am uh, 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 almost man. Okay. So there's, <laughs> there's manhood and then there's me down here. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. So keep, so keep that thought. We'll talk climbing. about that for a second too. So let me throw this out there because this is what I would say. So when somebody asked me about it after the service, I said, well, could the response be, and how would this go? So if Elizabeth said, so let's just pick one of the things she nags you about. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> probably timeliness is the 
probably the worst yeah. out of all of them. So if she said to you, listen, I understand, like, you're working on all those things. How can I help you? That would be great. Yeah. But unfortunately, she's pregnant, and so, like, I got to keep her from helping me with stuff. No, because- I'm going to, like, help you be on right. time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, from the concept of, yeah. like, listen, so right. she was designed to be a helper. Yeah. So right. if she said, listen, I'm not going to horribleize you, mm-hmm. you know, not saying that's yeah, what you're no, you're okay. I'm just saying, <laughs> but if it's, like, how can I help you? Like, what are some things that we could put in place to help you as you're growing? I got it. From where you're at. Clocks. You can start putting a bunch of clocks everywhere. Timers. Oh, there, so, there are clocks everywhere. There, yeah. Timers. It's oh, yeah, really, right. it's important to have it timing down. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard to see, like, if you see just a clock. Yeah. It doesn't make as much sense to see that the time is going down. I don't know why. But then you have to have multiple clocks everywhere. Maybe that say, start getting ready. Start doing this. Like, each thing right. has to be broken up. Well, and again, my, the thing that I wanted to get at is, is like, I think there are some real practical things, Mm -hmm. but I think it starts with in a relationship. Do you feel like your wife's here to help you or nag you? Right. And how you talk to each other and how you respond to each other is a big deal. Right. So if she says, Hey, how can I help you? I know this is an issue. How can I help you? And would that come across better? Oh, would you be more motivated to a, get better? A million times better because I've suggested that we go down this route and like she'll be good for like a couple days, <laughs> maybe a week, and then it'll turn back into, okay, you know, I've been helping you, but you're still not doing what I want. So here's how this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So... Well, so when it comes to helping I, I, and like, getting, I'm like, not starting at fighting. No, right? no, like, I mean, these have been. No, 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 I mean, these have been conversations you guys have had. We've right? had, we've had a lot. Yeah, okay. Yes. okay. Like, I didn't want but, to like bring up new. No, you know, because like, <laughs> there's not a lot of new stuff. But yeah, because you know, my thing is like, if I bring him his clothes mm-hmm. and they're sitting there. Mm-hmm. Such as like every Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and I have already made breakfast, mm-hmm. and it's sitting there. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You ask for your clothes every morning. Yes, I ask for them, but do you get them? Yes. <laughs> no, you don't. Nine times out of ten. Who put my work shirt on me today? Who I didn't grabbed, put it. On. <laughs> grabbed my pants. You dressed me this morning. <laughs> Myself. I'm sorry. You want me to have your mother come over and yes. dress you? <laughs> yes, please. I'm, I'm not changing yes, you. So, but, so from, but just like as to yes. open the door, yeah. I think men are more open to, because this goes back yeah. to at what point do you give him over to God and say, I've said whatever I can do to help, and then I'm going to trust that God and other men are going to come into his life and get it right. Right. And that control part's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just natural, mm-hmm. always wanting to be in tr- control. And me being naturally anxious for literally everything. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so that, that's what I, I mean. So th- this is, this is everything that we've been talking about on yeah. a Sunday morning, right? Is This is hard because most of the time women would say, I have to fix him. Right. And there's not a question of whether we're broke or not, right? Because most men have something. Right, that we need to work on. But there is this natural tendency in a man, the more you tell me that I'm bad, the more I'm just going to keep doing it. Right. Mm. Because it just makes me mad. Like the more yeah. it just like out of spite, I'm going to be like, seriously, 
I've heard it a hundred times and I'm not saying that's for no, you guys, yeah, yeah. but I oh, think yeah. sometimes that that's the response, you know? So yeah. I just wonder if that's, you know, from your perspective, Robert, would it be like, Oh, if it, if, if it was, but then you also have a responsibility to not be a, a butt back, you <laughs> well, know, just not to be, or not to take it as, Oh, she let me off the hook. So I'm not going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Right. And that's what you're talking mm-hmm. about. So when you're talking about, I'm going from being a boy to a man. Like, let's talk about what that looks like, because I think that's way interesting first that you'll admit it. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you. I was going to say, I can tell you for a fact I'm not a man because I've got a lot of people around me that are men and I've seen how it's done. And I'm I'm really trying, like digging my heels and like even feeding the chickens like, you know, I feed them almost every day and I water them almost every day. Did I used to? No. <laughs> but <laughs> now chickens are forgiving. Four eggs a day. Yeah. So. so once they actually get fed, yeah. they actually produce something. We're up to four eggs a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, like I've I've seen a lot of people in my life that have showed me how to be a man, and that's that's why I'm making step and like even at church, like when we're talking about, you know, what what a man's supposed to be and what his struggles are. And, like, I don't know if, like, this happens to everybody, but, like, I cry, like, all the time at church because, like, it's it's this emotional, like, wave of, of God just being like, hey, bud. You know, I mean, you're Aww. saying it, mm-hmm. but he's like, hey, bud, you know, you're supposed to be a provider and you're supposed to be a man and and you're not, you know, and and I'm I'm. My father-in-law says I'm doing great, but like I'm still struggling in in different areas. But I know that I'm getting better, and mm-hmm. so like I don't I don't put my head down about it, you know, when I'm running late or <laughs> you know anything like that. I just I I keep my head up, and I know that like even like the other day she was getting frustrated because I for okay, so we moved into our house like two years ago, right? I bought smoke detectors two years ago. <laughs> And I have not put the smoke detectors up until a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> so the only reason that was was because I was just pushing it off. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll just do it later. And then they went out to the garage. And then, like, literally two weeks ago, I was like, I'm cleaning the garage. You know, I got then you off. found the smoke yeah. detectors. Yeah, I found the smoke yeah. detectors. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, you know, those can go in. The baby's coming soon. So I start doing all that. And then, you know, next I'm doing more and more and more projects. And then, and then somebody has the audacity to tell me that I'm not spending any time with her and I'm just being busy. And I was like, okay, if the house catches on fire, <laughs> while I'm busy, are you going to hear it? Yes, it okay. was four days worth of projects. Though, it was. Might I add. And it, it was because yeah. I haven't done anything. I know. You That's know, a hard like, balance. Yeah. But no, like, I mean, in the course of the house, the, the, the most I have done is fixed a water leak with my father-in-law. I... Uh, took some wood and just kind of nailed it to the wall so I could put a door at the bottom of the stairs. And then I very haphazardly put a microwave above my stove, which is just like two pieces of wood kind of propping it up. And they're nailed into the walls, so it shouldn't fall, but it probably would. <laughs> it's real sketchy because if you touch it, it or if you open the door too far, it kind of like leans and twists a little bit. But it hasn't fallen yet. So. Hey, well, That's let good. me start with this. I have been around a bunch of young people and done lots of life coaching, 
you are light years above everybody mm-hmm. that I've been with because you're at least going to admit, yeah, I don't know what it's like to be a man, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah. So I'm proud of you from the standpoint yeah. of just saying, I didn't have it. Because, I mean, you shared before we started on the podcast, you didn't have an example. No. And I don't know that that's rare. Like, I think that's a lot of kids today. Like, they don't have an example, you know, of what it means to be a man. And we're all sitting back saying, what the hell's the matter with all you guys, right? Like, you don't get it. But at the same time, we don't understand it Mm -hmm. because that's not how we grew up, right? So for us or the people that are saying it, we grew up and we had it or we experienced it. And so it seems natural. But what you said earlier, like, this is very unnatural to not stay up all night and play video games. Yeah. Mm I mean, like, not anymore. Cause no, I've, I know, but, like, back, but when back, you, then, yeah. back then, that was it, not unnatural. That was my life, you right. know? And then when I met her, it was like, okay, she's really cool, so I'm going to shift everything in my life to try to, like, boost her up so she knows she's pretty and I'm handsome. And then <laughs> the second we got married, that's when I was like, all right, you know, uh, she, I'm not even going to shower every day. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then I got told, hey, you stink. And I was like, okay, I guess I can shower. You know, so I started doing that. And, and yeah, so, I mean, it was just a progression. And it's getting better. So, Elizabeth, so tell me a little bit about, so when you guys, so you grew up, you were homeschooled. Right. You watched or saw was modeled, you know, to be a man. Yep. Right, and to have a guy that, was a godly family, right? Like you were, right. So when you met Robert, was that like, was either a good faker or did you not care? Or no, I saw potential, mm-hmm. I would say. Cause like awesome. I had been in a whole two other relationships okay. my entire life that lasted yeah. maybe six months each Okay, or all together. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but I just, <laughs> once I saw that they weren't really going in the same and I, now I didn't know it then, mm-hmm. like, but I do know it now. Like they didn't have, the potential to grow up mm-hmm. like that. Right. So, so you when saw you saw it, yeah. like you saw this future potential. Yeah. Not, that, not that they didn't have it. They weren't willing to. Okay. Like the willingness to change wasn't going to be there. Right. But when I saw him or met him and. How'd you guys meet? He dated my best friend <gasps> for, <laughs> for three months. Okay. <laughs> and then we ended up all hanging out. It was what? Two years, Walmart and, parking yeah. Lot. Two years after, and we all met up and that's the place. In Went to Walmart. That's so, yeah, <laughs> like that's the yeah. place to hang out. Oh well, there's I, not many places no. in Huntington to Used hang to. out. The Walmart yeah. parking lot. Or Taco Bell. When well, I was Well, because there was only there's only so Taco many things Bell. open. You got truck kids out there. And yeah, just revving up yeah. their. Ooh, it sounds like it's gonna die. Yeah. You get the one that pulled this is my dad's car. You like that? Don't <laughs> it's an electric. Oh. It's a programmed room. That's hilarious. But the weekend that he asked me out, this is the weekend that he like officially met me. Because we had known each other. Yeah, we had known each other, but <laughs> then he asked me out and I said, Well, first you have to go over to my parents' house. Okay. Wow. So then he went over and talked to dad. Yeah. First. And for yeah, the most yeah. masculine, like I was shaking. I was eating <laughs> myself when I met him because like he had this different posture to him. I mean, he, was, he was out in the garage and he was working on stuff. And I was like, normally I talk to the moms, you know, cause they're, they're real easy to connect yeah. with. The dads, they're just like stubborn and old and just, uh. <laughs> and so I met Gary and then I was like, Hey, uh, hi, I'm Robert. You know, I really like your daughter, you know? And, 
yeah, it's nice to meet you. And and then I had to leave actually like five minutes after getting there because I was grounded at home <gasps> because I spent two weeks, uh, well, hanging out with her. And then I lied to my aunt and uncle and told them I was out drinking. So <laughs> well, um, that's better. because it was a better excuse on why I couldn't be home. I was like, I'm just been drinking. I can't even move right now. I, I'll be back later, you know. And then I finally, I finally get back. They took away my phone anytime I was at home. Well, yeah. And so that made it impossible to text her. But uh, I had to watch. Yeah, I had to yeah. watch. And the only issue with it was, was it only sent emojis? And so I had to like, send cryptic messages on That's this watch amazing. just to tell her how I was feeling, you know. Yeah. And then finally I started going to work. And then I made the decision to, so I was working second shift. And I'd get there at like noon. And then I was there until 11. And so I would go from... Wow. Fort Wayne. So I lived in Columbia City, went to Fort Wayne, and then went all the way up to Andrews, or over to Andrews. And uh, I would spend up until 6 o'clock in the morning there, and then I would drive oh back to Columbia gosh. City, and I'd pass out. <laughs> and I would wake up at just about noon, and I would leave and go to work. And then that vicious, horrible no sleep, but got to spend some of my favorite moments with my wife, Aww. you know, in that cycle. And don't get me wrong, you know, I, I I love every memory we have together and I do regret certain things because if I if I was saved, I would have never acted the way I did and I wish that's the way I approached her. But, you know, I, I didn't because I was, you know, 21. You were 19. 20, I was 19. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just about the same build and and very confident and cocky and was like, hey, you know, and she <laughs> she was cool with me. So, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Gary's listening. So this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, um, he's listening right now? No, no, no. He's going to listen to the podcast. He even asked if there was a live version today. I was like, no, no, there's not. You know. That's amazing, though, your yeah. relationship like yeah. now. Yeah. And like, so our relationship's like, tripled the only thing that's different now is like the income to love ratio is completely shifted yeah mm. so like before i thought i loved her a lot and i'd spend a lot of money on her and things were great because i mean we had steak dinners every night wow and it was during covid during so COVID. we were stuck. we worked at the same job yeah, we didn't have anywhere we, else to go <laughs> yeah i mean we were when we moved in together in columbia city like i said bad decisions mm -hmm. um <laughs> We ended up getting a job at the same place. It was real craft. It's a little, they make hose yeah. real. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we were both working there. And I mean, we were working overtime out the wazoo. So we were bringing home stacks of money. Right. I mean, it was, you know, being unsaved at the time, it was the best thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and so, you know, I just had this stockpile of cash. And so I was throwing it at steak dinners every night. I was everything. I yeah. mean, anything she wanted, anything I wanted, we got it. Mm -hmm. And then we decided that we were going to move from there. And then we moved in with my parents. And that was a horrible, horrible decision because my parents are just, I love my mother to death. My father, he's, yeah. yeah. So, you know, lost cause there, but I still try to talk to him. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we tried crashing in the basement there, and that just We were trying a, to save up for The first house. night, there was a shrew in the basement. A we what? A shrew. It's, it's, a, it's like, like a mouse. mouse. But with no eyes. Yeah. And little, it's like, scary. weird whisker-looking things in on your the nose. Yard. Yeah. 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 I wanted to die. We were laying in bed, right? Oh. We just got everything down there. I was oh, going to bed. Oh, no. We start laying there, and all of a sudden, you just hear... 
So you didn't make eye contact. Like this little. You just hear this little squeaky noise, and then all of a sudden you felt something crawl in the bed, and it was like, oh god, no. So we jump up and turn on the lights. True, and yeah, so we ended up sleeping upstairs, and then we stayed there for disgusting. Like a month, maybe, and then Gary and Karen offered us to move in with them, or I don't remember if they offered or we just said we were going to. One of the two. No, there was an issue with your father. Yeah. So yeah, my dad was being a douche, or sorry, like. Heard. No, you can <laughs> say it. Okay. You know, and and so uh, you know, we were constantly headbutting again, just like when I was a kid. And I was like, we got to go because he didn't like her apparently, but what? now he likes her. So it's just, just a vicious cycle of him being a, like I said, douche. Yeah. So <laughs> let me throw this out there because I want to try to get a perspective yes, for our sorry. audience that's listening. No. Oh. So for you, I would hear you say. Didn't really grow up with faith. Didn't really grow up with what or understood no. what it looked like to be a man. Elizabeth, you grew up with faith, grew mm-hmm. up with what it meant right. to be a woman, kind of were around those things. Where were you at in your faith journey when you guys met? So mm-hmm. when we met, I had everything except for my plane ticket to China because I got accepted into like a missionary program. What? I forgot about that part. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Support part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but then... I was actually kind of glad because then I would have been stuck over there during like <gasps> all of COVID, COVID happened. Mm. Okay. Like right after. But so that's where like I was really strong in it, but then at the same time was stepping out of it okay. on the same note. Because I was living by myself. So I was trying okay. to figure out how does the word world work when you're alone? Okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of people move out and they have friends come over and stuff. Yeah. I was in isolation most of the time. Because of COVID or just because? Because I chose to. This was before COVID. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, again, yeah. I'm just trying to get yeah, a perspective. I spent, so. I spent like the like half a year in the apartment just like, you know, painting and just trying to figure out where I sat on faith. Mm-hmm. Were you doing, so you're doing that to like get closer to God? Right. And like just right trying to figure out China. where, yeah, trying to figure out where I was sitting. Yeah. You okay. know, and what what is he to me and like. Because it was the important switch between my parents' faith mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. mine. Yeah. Right. Because I had stepped out of faith, you know, for probably about a year out of mm-hmm. high school. Like, mm-hmm. went to college. That didn't work out. Dropped out of college. Yeah. And then I was like, I didn't want to pay the expenses that come with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And I'm like, you know, so I started working at a factory. So the influences there weren't yeah. great. And I'm like, yeah. well, they can live like this and they're fine. And then. Right. But then, yeah, so again, you had the yeah. foundation, but you started to drift. Right. So you guys meet, you guys get together. What switch got flipped? Was it for you first? Was it for you for like, how did this, how are you to the place where you are today? Yeah. Right. Because it sounds like for both right. of you that, I mean, this isn't just a, oh, we come to church and we do. I mean, I would hear you say mm-hmm. that like passionate in your marriage and what you're trying to do. I hear Robert saying like, it's you know, something that he's diving deep into mm-hmm. and really trying to get yeah. figured out, you know, in his life. So what what switch flipped and was it for one or the other first? Well, I think our, like family had a huge part to do with it. Okay. Because everybody was encouraging us and like, hey, you know, you can, you don't have to, but you can come to church. Okay. Wasn't a big fan of mom and dad's church. It was the church I grew up in and it mm. was, it was good for okay. what it was at the time, but it had changed. Okay. 
So I was like, it's just not a comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back, you know, yeah. just kind yeah. of yeah. problem with it. Yeah. He but then again, I also it. was just kind of like tagging along because, well, you know, the in-laws want us to go and the wife oh, So you wants guys to were go. going to College Park then. Yes. Yeah. Right? So that's right. where I ended up because that's where right. your family church that is. Yeah. That was, yeah. that's tagged, where I grew up in. She yeah. dragged me there and then I was just kind of like, you know, I can kind of feel something. I kind of can't, but I'll keep going on Sunday because we were living with them at the time, mm-hmm. mind you. Mm-hmm. So, but then we went to, we went to life with with jesse um, and Jesse and it was day yeah. one of revelations and then wow. i was just yeah. it was like crack you know <laughs> i mean yeah. not not the church is like drugs but you know it was just it was this instant i was hooked mm-hmm. and like I, I wanted to fit like because i'd never heard anything about revelations because at a catholic church they care but they really don't care mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. you know well i mean then again it's all like predetermined so you just kind of you go every Sunday, and whatever the Pope thinks is yeah. good is what you're going to listen to. And so right. you never really get that, you know, side perspective or even revelation. So you hear the Gospels. that That's kind of it. But it's like a snippet of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, revelations. Well, that sounds interesting. You know, I've thumbed through it a time or two, never read it, just looked at it, you know. And uh, and then, you know, you were you were reading it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've never been in a church where they just, like— Read from the Bible. That's weird. So, <laughs> next thing I did was I bought a I, I bought I bought a Bible and I bought a wow. notebook and she bought a I bought her a Bible and a notebook and, wow. and we we started taking notes and I mean we still religiously to this day are taking notes and we're we're reading and we're talking and we we made stupid not stupid um, <laughs> we made these prayer boxes which was my idea so I don't know why I called it stupid <laughs> um, we made prayer boxes where we just oh, like yeah. write out our prayers smack them together and just throw them in a box. Eventually, we'll probably burn them or something. But oh no, you're gonna no. open them up yeah. and you're gonna see the answered prayers. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's what I was thinking that was for. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't burn them. That's yeah. so cool. No, I just thought like you burn them or something. You know, I, that's I don't your, know. like yeah. your sins or not your sins, but things you want to get rid right. of. Right. Things oh, that you want to forget. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like put things on the cross, yeah. like nail it you, to the cross. Yeah. You put it in the fire. You yeah. throw that yeah. away. Huh. But these would be yeah. cool to see because I'm sure yeah. you prayed yeah. for a baby. Well, and that's what like um. In the early notebooks, we only, oh, were looking back like last I've only Saturday. written one. So it, <laughs> yeah. it hasn't been like— One? No. It, this was like a couple one months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I bought the boxes, and I thought, well, that'd be cute. You know, and she, she does all of her art stuff, so I figured she'd paint them up all real nice. She hasn't done it yet, but <laughs> she will. And so, you know, I figured she was going to do all of that and, you know, make them pretty. And then we were going to have like a nightly thing where we just write out our prayer, mm-hmm. throw it, it in still there. still happened. And yeah, which it probably will, I imagine. And then— yeah, no, so we did that, and then I bought a cross because it was right after I got baptized, which was super amazing because it's mm. the, I mind you, third time being baptized, but the first time I've ever gotten baptized and meant it. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. so I was like, this is pretty sweet, you know? Yeah, I like Jesus, and I'd like to be friends with him or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then the the— and then I got a cross because there was one Sunday sermon where, where you were talking about um, bearing your cross mm. and in regards to like, you know, I, it's some Bible verse. I've heard it like 150 times now. But, you know, um, yeah, so I bought a cross and she bought a cross and now we both bear them just as kind of like a reminder. And it's nice because because like, I don't know, I don't view it like it's a religious artifact or something. I just yeah, right. I just I wear it because I know that like it's semblance and like what he did for me. So I don't want to ever forget what he did for me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my driver for why yeah. I'm progressively trying to get better is because I know what, why he died. Your you why. Know? 
And then, oh, I know there's like one more thing and then I'll stop talking. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you okay, this while you're, while you're thinking about it, because again, I think that it's cool to see. So you had like, you came, so the spark for you was you came and God met you at church. Could meet you yeah. at any church. Right, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, we had talked about finding something substantial for the marriage because we're like, you know, we've been dating for the past, what, two years? Mm-hmm. Or engaged for, we were We were for, married for two years. We were no, dating for three no, or four months. Three or four months, we were engaged for a year. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then we were married for half a year, so that equals two. Yeah. Okay. That's how math works. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um but um no i forget what i was gonna say no i was but, saying so yeah. again so yeah. something sparked you came to church god yeah. lit something yeah we talked about it beforehand with like we needed something different in our marriage than what was in our relationship oh yeah because it was a lot of like looking at it now it's just a lot of sin i mean to be honest you know well then we had like disagreements between like viewpoints on different things because mm-hmm. the way I grew up mm-hmm. and what my dad did versus what he grew up and his dad did yeah, and modeled for, sure. for him was totally different. Yeah, right. I was sitting there making excuses for why my father was the way he was and the way that, you know, my family's come up this whole time. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, that's just, it's normal. Right. That's what normal people do where they're, they're not Christian. They're, they're Catholic. Right. So, you know, that was, that was just what I was defending but at the same time looking at it now like i know it's wrong and anytime i go over there i'm not you know bashing i'm not being a drippy faucet i don't think <laughs> i'm just i'm i'm just letting them know that i love them and i care about them and i think that they should really like just take two seconds and look around them because i'm sorry but if the pope tells you to jump off a bridge are you going to jump off a bridge or are you going to walk away from the catholic church right mm-hmm. yeah so with that so there's this spark things <laughs> yes. get going inside of you and again, you guys have been on a journey, yeah. right? So you're reading, you're taking notes, you're listening, you're spending time with people that are helping develop you mm-hmm. personally. And as you guys are doing in your relationship, what has been the biggest change though? So as you have been progressively like pushing into or leaning into Jesus, what do you see maybe as the biggest change personally, or maybe the biggest change in your relationship? Uh, for me personally, it was my addiction to pornography mm, was wow. the biggest thing that I've gotten away from. And that is really cool to actually have the opportunity to say, cause it took, took a couple of really big fights in the apartment to get past it. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. And yeah, cause that's huge. Yes. Yeah. It's still, and men it's don't still talk about a constant it. temptation. Cause I mean, right. you, you walk around outside <laughs> and it, the, there was a preacher I listened to. He he said it was like you live in a world full of a, a, a five, right? And it's on a 10-point scale. And, you know, you're comfortable with five because you see it every day and it's casual and it's normal. But then when you're at a seven or an eight, you know, that's when you start to kind of look at it and you're like, okay, well, you know, that's not really appropriate. But when you're at a full-on 10, you get to the point where you're just kind of like, it's normal, you know? Yeah. And you don't even, and now you've you've adulterized or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, that that was kind of where he was going with it. But, you know, it it's it's a very big problem because mm-hmm. it's it's it is normalized. I mean, even yeah. growing up as a kid, like my parents would talk about it like it was just something they did. Yeah. And it was like, why? Because I found it, shoot, I found it when I was like six, mm. right? And ever since, I've been on an 
just a downhill slope. And it didn't matter what church I went to. It didn't matter how much I, you know, thought I was praying to God. It didn't matter what was going on. Nothing could, nothing could fix it. Cause every time I'd turn around, I'm just right back at it, just watching and just whatever. But, uh, no, I think the big turning point was, well, I mean, even like recently, like we still have conversations about it because it's a lot of trauma for her because, mm-hmm. you know, I lied to her for a year, two yeah. years. No, it was three months. Three months, whatever. So, you know, I've lied to her a lot and, and I still apologize. Like, even though I know that she forgives me and everything's fine and I need to forgive myself, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But it's, it's, it's such a controlling thing in my life, or at least it was that like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't see past how much I was hurting her yeah. because I was, I was well, being selfish, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't see it as being selfish. I saw it as, as normal. And right. so. And that's something that took me a long time to figure out was like, especially seeing how comfortable his dad is even talking about it nowadays. I'm like, that wasn't in my house. No. Like right. dad doesn't even watch movies with bad words. Right. Without saying not nice right. 20 times. Any time. <laughs> like, you know, it could be the same word. I did get him to start on John Wick. He hasn't finished it oh, yet. Oh, wow. He started it. <laughs> he did watch Red and Red 2. He liked both of those, even though there is language. Yeah. But. Yeah. Wow. That's and amazing again, the, to be able the, to say that. So, but that's what I mean. So we, you would say, I was an addict. I'm out. People celebrate it. Mm-hmm. People struggle saying, yeah. I was a porn addict and I'm out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why they struggle. Like, what's the difference? Oh, it's mm-hmm. such an uncomfortable thing to think of. Like, I just got chills thinking about the fact I just said it on a podcast. You know, it's <laughs> no, like, but it happens to so many men you yeah. would not even expect. Like, saying it in I'm confidence telling you, I know. With like one person isn't like that bad. But like, when you. Hey, I get it. You know, tell more than one person. Cause like, even talking to Gary about it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Well, let I, me, yeah. It because known. I had to look at I had to look at my representation of a man and tell him I failed, and you know that that killed me. Yeah. But then it also gave me so much strength to realize that you know, if I can tell him, I can I can tell my wife, and if I can tell my wife, I can get over this. Yeah. But you the know? fact that you did just say it on a podcast like that, somebody is watching or listening that may be struggling with the same thing, and I guarantee there probably is at least one person because it is such a big thing that nobody talks about, but just by you admitting it and saying that you realize that you admitted it, it's such a big deal. Just say it. Yeah. It's not taboo. But you're helping somebody. That's what I mean. Like people are doing it all the time. It's not taboo. Right. Like whether they want to bring it up or not, the majority of men are watching porn. What is that saying about something about keeping sin quiet or that's what Mm -hmm. the devil works on or I don't know. So we're at the end. So Whoa. get ready for the questions. I just want to say something, Robert, and this might sound weird, <laughs> but I have interviewed, talked to, been with hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of men. I've never met anybody like you. Mm. I've never talked to anybody like you, and nor have I seen the potential that God has in somebody like you. Yeah. Because you. what you just did in two realms of admitting where you were mm. and where you want to be, I I have seldom met men that are willing to go to that depths and admit it and then take steps forward. I would say God has got some amazing plans for your mm-hmm. life. I'm excited for you. Like Me I'm too. super excited. 
Yeah, that's a testimony. Yeah, it is. I've never even, I've never been around Mendel to be that vulnerable to say, yeah, I'm a boy working to be a man. I was a porn addict. Now I'm out. Yeah, that's and the thing he struggles trouble. with is his vulnerability. He's like, nobody else is like this. And I'm like, it's okay. Right. To be, Great. It's Tell okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Tell yeah. Tell I'm very emotional. I'm surprised I didn't cry. I teared up a little bit, but I did not <laughs> cry. So no, I'm just telling I think you. Mormon need to be that like that <laughs> way and need to show it yes. because if you're not doing it, if then nobody else is going to do it. Yeah. Listen, there is strength. And I, and again, I don't even use the word vulnerable. There's strength and authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. It's not, it's not this, like you're an emotional baby. Right. You're authentic. Right. You're real. Right? Yeah. And that's the problem. I mean, men, we can't have a veneer. We can't wear these shield. We can't listen, just be authentic. This is where I am. This is where I need to be. This is where I am. This is where I need to be. Once you get to that place, God mm-hmm. does things that only he can do Yeah. because we're authentic. We admit it. We need your help. We need your help. And we're going to move in, in direction. So I, I'm super proud of you. Not that that means anything, but I think it's awesome. So Thank you. Good for I you. think it's awesome too. Okay. All right, questions. Question time. Here we go. All right. So Richie Olry. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, this one's good stuff. Oh, you got him when he was on, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Very good. All right. Very good. Comment. I appreciate you both. Oh. oh. So <laughs> they were both well, right. he's not very emotional. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. He is not as so that's emotional. Go ahead, Robert. Say it. I love you, Richard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's his question. What are some of the biggest struggles you both have faced in early marriage? I think that's a great question. Oof. Uh, I just oofed. The Um, difference between marriage and dating, I think, was a big one to figure out. Because there's a lot more responsibility that comes with a marriage. Yeah, so once you guys got together, got married, the responsibility piece. How you respond to your girlfriend Mm. as opposed to how you respond to your wife and understanding the fact that your words are way more powerful than you think they are is personally for me, the thing that I've been dealing with the most is trying to figure out how to respect Elizabeth, but also put my foot down when I think something's wrong yeah. or mm. whatever. Cause like I, you can ask Richie, you can ask anybody. I am the softest person you've ever met. Like I, like uh, when when I was working out, right? Like she would tell me I need to come home. You know what I did? I came home. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't fight it. I didn't question it. But then at the same in the same breath, I would get home and then I would be angry at her because I was at home and I wasn't working out. Mm. You know when when I I've made an obligation. I paid the money. Yeah. I want to go. You know. But at the same time, I wasn't sitting back and looking at it from her point of view, where you know I'm getting thinner. She's getting bigger because, mm. you know, the baby, but, you right. know, right. um, you know, and, and it was, it was really starting to affect her. And so I had to just make a, a smart decision financially and everything else to yeah. stop the gym temporarily and right. then come back once we're both at the point where we can both work up together instead of me being at my peak physical and then her <laughs> trying to wall her way back up to the top, you know, and yeah, that's good. But, uh. Yeah, no, that's definitely, yeah. All right, Richie has another comment. Oh, of course. (laughs) He says, tell him also to let Elizabeth talk. (laughs) 
Ouch. Oh, yeah, about that. Go ahead and talk. Uh, well, that's cool. yeah, I mean, you didn't yeah. have it. I, yeah, I yeah. said stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but I did motor mouth for about 45 you know minutes. What? So okay. That's not true. Okay. Okay. Good. So, I think it's a good balance. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure who this is sent from, but here we go. We will find out if they respond in time. So questions for Robert and Elizabeth Grover. Elizabeth, what was your best and worst things about growing up in a large family? The best thing was that we had so many people to talk to. Mm. Yeah. But that's also the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with it being female. Yeah. 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 It was nice to have people to talk to, but then at times. Yeah, you couldn't ever get by yourself. Right. Yeah. Well, and the youngest is still eight. So yeah. Like, yeah. Like different. There's like a big difference maturity wise, like trying to not be mom, even though I'm becoming a mom. Yeah. And like. It's just a vicious cycle. It yeah. happens over and over again. Yeah. But. yeah. All right. For this is for you both. Yeah. Where do you see yourselves in 10 years looking at your spiritual walk, your family and career? Question mark. All together on Why the up and up. Why did I read the question mark? Wait, what'd you say? All together, All together on, on the up and up. Marriage is good. Yeah. Like Charlotte's, you know, becoming... She'll well, be she'll be 10, so, you know, yeah. she'll be trying to act dumb, but I'm hopefully going to be able to put, put the boot down and be like, listen, you know, I whistle like a girl, but I am your father, so you're going to listen to me now. He's referring to dads. My dad's yeah, a horse Gary's whistle. Gary's got this, like, you know, just like this guttural whistle, and I'm just... You know, and it's like, I can't, you know, if I have sons, I can't be like, come here, boys. Oh, I would love to be you able to yell. whistle, like... Yeah, dad like can that. just do it I, naturally. I, I, oh, I can't. I can. But no, I, we'll be homeschooling Charlotte. You will. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. she's not going back to work and I'll be yeah. the primary oh. yeah. Yeah, awesome. workhorse. So, so that'll yeah, probably be in for 10 you. years. Yeah. 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 Good. Family yep. will all be close. Yeah. Yeah, we already are. You're going to have more kids? Oh, most definitely. Really? <laughs> you if want God a lot of kids? Us, yeah, we'll, we ain't stopping. So he <laughs> says, just you know. them right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kids, yeah. Too. As many as possible. Yeah. For the longest time, I did yeah. say just a boy and a girl. But now that we're having a girl first, I'm kind of saying eh, to the rules, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's all up in the wind. Whatever he wants us to have, I'm yeah. grateful. That's awesome. awesome. All right. So those are the questions. Okay. So finish up, Jenny, so, with our number. Yes. The number is 260-408-8383. And the number that I just said right now is our texting group. So you just need to text podcast to that number and it gets you into daily or not daily, but weekly text messages from us that lets you know who's going to be on the podcast. And then we want you to ask questions back to get another perspective, I guess. I don't know. But throughout the week, if you know somebody that can that you want to be on the podcast. If you have questions, comments, you want to start a debate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just anything. Text yeah. us. Yeah. Well, again, Elizabeth, Robert, thank you guys for coming on. And I do. I mean, like, not I'm just not only super excited for you, Robert, for you guys and your relationship. And again, the witness to young people. Yeah. Like young couples that, because your story is no different than all of them, right? Like they all... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you were saying. No. Sorry. I am horrible no. at interrupting. Listen, I can remember anything. Go okay. Ahead. All right. So, um, Did okay. You forget? No, I know. I know what I was going to say. <laughs> Me either. Um, okay. So it's not like officially in the books yet, okay. but it's in the process of starting. So I told Chucky about it, which Chuck is the 
he does security and he's friends with my wife's family slash my family. So that's how I know him. Um, but, uh, I told him how I really am like passionate and thinking about like starting like a, like a, well, at first I was telling him father, son thing. Cause I thought that's what we were having, but unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, fortunately, you know, it's a girl. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. Um, yeah, he had it all planned so out. So it'll be like, a, daddy daughter kind of thing but um it was uh i was just kind of throwing around the idea of getting fathers to be more involved with their children and so i was thinking like uh like going to a campground or something even (gasps) if it's with a daughter and just teaching them manly stuff and stuff about the bible (laughs) and i thought it would be you know both growing in their faith as well as growing in relationship with their father because i know for me i never had that and Mm -hmm. so i thought it would be cool to yeah, that's awesome. Kind of give back in whatever way I can. So be nothing looking. is official. Be yeah. watching. It's yeah. going to be a while probably. Yeah. But, but either you know. way, I mean, the, the point is yeah. you guys have went from where most couples are, mm-hmm. out doing their own thing. God met you. And not only was it a moment, I mean, it's been a journey. And he's talking to both of you, speaking to both of you. You guys are taking steps in the right direction. God's using you guys in you know, amazing ways. And so I'm super excited to watch over time what he's going to do. Because again, I think young couples are looking for examples. Like what do I do and where do we go and how does that look? So thanks for joining us again. If you guys are watching and or listening, don't, don't miss this. If you have an opportunity to see the clip that Jenny puts out, share it. Um, If you're on our YouTube, leave comments, um, subscribe to our podcast. We'd love for you guys to be able to get this out so we can keep speaking into lives of other people. So again, thanks for joining Mm -hmm. us. Everybody's listening and or watching. Thank you too. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.